Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Radio.org. Now, here's our show today. Let me ask you, how and with what does God bless his people? A worldly song some years back that was actually mocking Christians said, God, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Well, maybe we chuckle or perhaps we're a little ashamed because those are often the kinds of blessings that we hope God sends us. Or maybe God's blessings in our life are associated with our family, or our education, or perhaps our career. Well, interestingly, we can see the real and genuine blessing that God has for his people from the Old Testament book of Numbers. Dick Taylor has joined us today for this fellowship. Dick, welcome back. Thank you, Chris. And what an unveiling in this program of the unique blessing. Dick, in the past few programs, we've been seeing God's people being dealt with and being tested and then culminating in a real high point, I would say, the Nazarite vow, which represents how God desires all of his people to live for him absolutely, utterly, and ultimately. Now, the result of this, and we've come to this point today, is God's blessing of his people, and it's described in Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. Then Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the children of Israel. You shall say to them, Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the children of Israel, that I myself may bless them. Dick, this is a high peak, and not just a peak in the book of Numbers. It's really a peak in the whole Old Testament, perhaps even the Bible, isn't it? We're in store for a real treat today, aren't we? We surely are, Chris. And I like the fact that this blessing in number six, you could say, is not an Old Testament blessing or a New Testament blessing, but an eternal blessing. And I like the fact that this blessing is the unique blessing in the entire universe because it's God himself. A real help to us in the New Testament is 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen, where it says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Even that verse shows again that God, as the Father, 
who's the source as love, wants to bless us in Christ the Son as grace for our enjoyment. And this wonderful Christ can be realized as the fellowship and the enjoyment of the Spirit right within us. Mm. And this also brings us to another verse that we could refer to, uh, Ephesians 1.3, which says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. And this section in Ephesians 1, 3 through 14, shows us how God in his Trinity blesses us as the Father, blesses us as the Son, and ultimately blesses us as the Spirit. So he just blesses and blesses, and all the blessing turns out to be himself. So this section in number six is a tremendous word, an exciting word, and brings us to the unique blessing in the entire universe. Dick, I think that was a good setup because you brought up the fact, is this an Old Testament blessing or a New Testament? And for most people, the Old Testament blessings came in terms of material kind of blessings, the Lord blessing different families and tribes and peoples among Israel Mm -hmm. in an outward way with great wealth and possessions. And the New Testament blessing we know, of course, is the one you quoted in Ephesians uh, and also in 2 Corinthians. It's really to be blessed in Christ in the heavenlies. But actually, we're going to see this blessing uniquely transcends both the Old and New Testament. It's really the eternal blessing, God himself. Amen. Let's go to Witness Lee. In verse 21 of chapter 6, right after the record of the vow of the Nazarites, then from verse 22, the Lord told Moses, Moses, you have to tell Aaron and his sons to bless my people in this way. In what way? in the way of his divine trinity. The very blessing is just God himself dispensed into his children people. Without being triune, God just is impossible to dispense, to impart himself into his children people as their blessing. What is a blessing in this whole universe? Nothing but God himself. Anything that is beside God is a kind of vanity. Only God himself is the blessing. And uh, this blessing of the divine being is all the time being dispensed to us in the Father, in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Now, how do you consider Numbers 6, 22 to 27? Is this Old Testament word or the New Testament word? Was this an Old Testament blessing or a New Testament one? Oh, the grace of Christ and the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you all. What is this? The New Testament blessing, right? Now, Jehovah blesses you and keeps you. Jehovah makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Well, then that gives you peace. Is this Old Testament or New Testament? This is neither Old Testament nor New Testament, but eternal. The triune God is 
dispensing himself in his divine trinity into us for our enjoyment. This is God's eternal blessing. What is a blessing? How God blesses us? We say, mercy depends. <laughs> Tell me their sins. What is real blessing? Jehovah bless you. Amen. What does this mean? This simply means Jehovah gives himself to you. God gives himself to us in his trinity. Step by step, step by step, beat by beat. Holy blessing. Dick, it's really interesting. This blessing in Numbers 6 has three aspects, just like the blessing that you read in 2 Corinthians has three aspects. And these three aspects, even though this is an Old Testament book, really correspond, don't they, to the three of the Godhead in his trinity. They surely do, Chris, because like it says initially, Jehovah bless you and keep you. This refers to the triune God as the Father. Then it says, Jehovah make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And this really refers to the triune God as the Son and in the Son. And then it says, Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. This surely refers to the triune God as the Spirit. It is really precious to realize, like our brother mentioned, God only blesses us with himself. The real blessing in this universe is God himself. Any other so-called blessing actually is vanity. And as our brother mentioned, what does it mean, really, for God to bless us? Really, it means he just gives himself to us. And how does he give himself to us? He gives himself to us in the Trinity. It's so good that the Father is in the Son, and the Son is realized as the Spirit. God's desire is just to give himself to us as life, as peace, as joy, as everything, and to bless us with himself as the unique blessing. I especially like to refer, Chris, to the aspect of the Father blessing us. Mm -hmm. It says, Jehovah bless you and keep you. This refers to the triune God as the Father blessing us. And what does he bless us with, as we've just been mentioning? He doesn't bless us with just material things, like a new Mercedes, but he blesses us with himself. Surely he has blessed us with many things. I would have to testify as a believer that the Lord has blessed me with many things, and he is the source of all blessing as the Father. But I have to also testify that since I've come under this ministry, the real blessing is just God himself. And then it also says, and keep you. If you go to John chapter 17, verse 5, the Lord prayed, O Father, keep them from the evil one. So the triune God as the Father is busy blessing us and also busy keeping us, keeping us not only negatively from the evil one, but in the same chapter, John 17, verse 11, it says, Father, keep them in your name, mm -hmm. which means he's busy keeping us in himself as the triune God and as the real and only blessing in this whole universe. So just this one aspect wow. of the Lord blessing us and keeping us shows us a lot. What a precious, precious word in number six, showing us the triune God blessing us with himself.
All right, Dick, so far we have the blessing of Jehovah himself to bless us and keep us. Now we have two marvelous sections ahead. This next one is, and Jehovah make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Let's focus on that. Here's Witness Lee. Then the second part, make your face to shine upon the people of God. Zechariah prophesied. He said, God, our God, he will send the sun rising to shine upon us. What is the sun rising? And who is the sun rising? That is the sun in the divine trinity. He comes as the sun shining upon us. This implies God's incarnation to show himself to us in a shining way. No one has ever seen God, but through his incarnation, we have seen his face, and we have beheld his glory. And he has been shining upon us all the time. Wherever he went, he was a great light shining over the darkness. He is the shining face. And the shining face means what? Just means the invisible presence of the invisible God. Through his incarnation, he became a shining sun. And this shining sun is his invisible becoming visible. Oh God, Jehovah makes his face shine upon you. That means Jehovah became incarnated. In his incarnation, his invisible presence becomes visible. Peter told us clearly, we behold him in his glory. Here means incarnation. Then Jehovah be gracious to you. When he became incarnated, that was God's shining. Going along with the shining, what was there? Grace. The word became flesh and tabernacle among us, full of grace. We have Christ, we have grace. So now the triumph God is all together gracious to us. Day after day, we enjoy him as grace. Dick, I hope the uh, same light that is breaking upon us here in the studios we listen to this is uh, affecting our listeners. This is just wonderful. Amen. His speaking there, uh, I couldn't help but think about John chapter 1, and then he quoted those verses, right. uh, particularly 14, which says, And the word became flesh and tabernacled among us, and we beheld his glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, mm-hmm. full of grace and reality. The shining face of our dear Lord Jesus really is the blessing of grace, isn't it? It really is, Chris. And I also like those verses and would like to stick with them. I like uh, John one eighteen. also. It says, No one has ever seen God, but the only begotten Son who's in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him, he has expressed him, he's made him known. The invisible God has been made known in Christ the Son, S-O-N, as the rising S-U-N. He's the real rising Son. He is God, the invisible God, being made visible. So when God became flesh in Christ the Son, surely that is the invisible God becoming visible 
and that is the shining of God, and that is a real blessing, blessing us with his very visible presence. Because Peter said in 1 Peter, we beheld him, right? like on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew 17. And like the verse you just said, uh, we beheld him, and he was full of grace and reality. So the real blessing here is Christ himself as the very shining of God to us and into us to become our grace. And what is grace? Grace is not merely unmerited favor. Right. But grace is God himself coming to us to be experienced by us and guess what? Enjoyed by us. <laughs> Suppose we have a big meal right here, Chris, you and I right in front of us, but we both look at it. Neither one eats. Well, we don't enjoy it. This Christ is the meal of the universe. This is the feast of feasts. And so his blessing us is his causing his face to shine upon us and to be gracious to us. That is to grace us with himself as our enjoyment. Chris, is there any higher enjoyment in the whole universe than our dear Lord Jesus Christ? Dick, there is not. And uh, the program about the Nazarite vow, one of the portions of the Nazarite vow was the abstaining from anything related to the vine, wine, or the grape. And all of this typifies earthly enjoyment. Mm -hmm. But to be a Nazarite is not just to abstain. It's really to have our enjoyment be Christ himself. We shouldn't be those who are void of enjoyment. But our enjoyment is really this one full of grace, isn't it? Right. We're not just abstaining from negative things, but we're here obtaining a wonderful person. Hmm. Let us keep enjoying Christ. Like Paul said, I pursue. I want to gain him. The best way and the most simple way to gain him is just open your whole being and open your mouth and just say, Oh, Lord Jesus, build yourself into my heart. I love you. Amen. Dick, we've had the Father's blessing to bless and keep us. Now the Son, his face made to shine upon us and to be grace to us. There's one more aspect in this blessing in Numbers chapter 6. I'll read it again. Verse 26 says, Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Here's Witness Lee once again. Then lastly, Jehovah <laughs> lift up his countenance. In this blessing you have face and you have countenance. What the difference between face and the countenance? Make his face shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you. What the difference between these two things? Face denotes the presence of the person. Countenance denotes the expression of the person. To lift up your face and your countenance means you confirm. You assure, Amen. you promise, Amen. and you give everything. Jesus came as the face of God. The Holy Spirit comes as a countenance. Don't grieve him. If you grieve him, his countenance will be dropped. If you obey him, he'll be happy. He will lift up his countenance to confirm you, to guarantee you. To promise you and to give you everything. Have you got it? The Father blesses, the Son shines, and the Spirit lifts up His countenance. Do you have the presence of God? Yes. Do you have the face of Jesus? Okay. Do you have the countenance lifted up over you by the Spirit? Do you? Then you have peace. Amen. 
you have peace. When the triumph God is being dispensed into you, you receive the blessing. Then you have the face of the triumph God. Then you have the countenance of the triumph God. He's happy with you. He assures you. He guarantees you. He promises you. And he gives you everything. Eventually, you are kept in the triumph God. Then the train God becomes grace to you every day. Then you enjoy Him, you have peace. This is the blessing. Dick, I really enjoyed that about the countenance and how he related it to grieve not the spirit. The yeah. spirit is the expression of the person of God, isn't it? Excellent, yes. Why, Dick, so many times do we go seeking after a material and earthly, a very shallow blessing when God wants to give us all that we've seen and heard today? You're right, Chris. Why would we go after anything other than this blessed triune God? He is the unique blessing in this universe as the Spirit lifting up his countenance upon us. Right. Uh, This is a real blessing. And I like the words our brother used. He used confirming us, assuring us, guaranteeing, promising, and even desiring to give himself to us totally as everything. That's a real blessing. Now, look— Somebody that's very wealthy could give you $85 billion, but is that a real blessing? God himself wants to give his entire being to you. $85 billion is like being in debt compared to this blessing. So what a blessing. And this all comes from our taking care of him, not grieving him as the Spirit, but rather being sensitive to him. And many times when he's speaking to us, you say, amen. When we say amen, that's to obey him and go along with him. What's he do? He lifts up his countenance upon us, confirms, ensures, uh, says, yep, you're going the right direction. And he uh, guarantees and just gives himself to us as the wonderful dispensing triune God. What's the result of all this? Peace. Wow. I love this. Yes. Even Christ, after he was resurrected from the dead, Chris, he became a life-giving spirit. And in John 20, after becoming the life-giving spirit, he came into the closed room where the disciples were, and the first thing he said to them was, peace be to you. So this is the wonderful spirit, the triune God of the spirit, lifting up his countenance upon us and giving us himself as peace. So what a blessing the triune God is to us. He blesses us as the Father and keeps us in himself. He causes his face Chris, we have the face of Christ today, yeah. and he causes us to be full of him as grace, to enjoy him. And we have the Spirit lifting up his countenance upon us and giving his entire being to us that we might be totally, absolutely at peace. So this blessing is on and on, day by day, step by step, little by little. May everyone who hears this word just open their being freshly and give themselves to the Lord and say, Lord, thank you for being such a blessing triune God. I love you. Dick, it makes, uh, it makes me also want to pray, Lord, forgive me for ever seeking any kind of blessing other than yourself. Amen. That's right. What a cheating, what a robbing of God's people when we are settling for less than this. That's right. Everything else is dung, like Paul said. That was Paul's word. Thank you, Brother Dick, for your fellowship on a wonderful program the eternal blessing of Numbers chapter 6. It's been a real enjoyment, hasn't it? It truly has, Chris. Thank you, brother. 
Well, we are out of time. Uh, We're not out of blessing, though. We have an eternal blessing, the blessing of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And again, you can read this in Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. You can read about it in the printed life study message that we'd like to send you uh, in volume number one. It's a two-volume set, the entire life study of Numbers. Uh, If you'll contact us at our toll-free number, we'll let you know how you can receive it yourself. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-378. Our mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. For Dick Taylor Today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today.